Hey, everybody. Before we get going, as you can see, before you started the episode, we're doing The Born Identity today. Obviously, it was my movie. Just want to let everyone know, we know. We read the news. We're on Twitter. We know what Matt Damon said or didn't say. He said it. Oh. He said it. Just know this was recorded in advance. What's up, Rashawn? <laughs> What's up? People, people will hear how I feel regardless yeah. before this came out. But, you know, it's it's good to, like, connect and, and kind of yeah. throw out a little disclaimer. Just be aware. We read it. We disagree. But this was recorded pre-drama. Uh, Mela still makes a fool of herself later in the episode, so I think it's still worth listening to. <laughs> Absolutely. As do we all. Every episode. Every. Yes. WCA is LGBT, POC, email friendly, because we're all on here. So, yeah. We love I'm the only one who isn't, so if... If we if and if, if it comes to it, I get kicked off first. So way to pick the episode, Josh. That's on me, everybody. <laughs> the white guy goes first. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> this is our first PSA. Now we have really fucking made it. <laughs> We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! Hey everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella, Lacey. And Rashawn. Before we get going, you already know what time it is. Park that car. Uh, <laughs> put down that sponge. Let go of your dog leash. No, don't do a- that ever. Yeah, don't do that. Unless you're inside your own apartment. Get inside. Drop the dog leash. Get on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, follow, all of that. Hit us up with your five stars or your four stars. If it's anything less, don't fucking bother. <laughs> Let us know. Oh my God. You are so chaotic. Like, for, so chaotic. For real, though. Like us or follow us on however you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. Uh, while you're online, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at CinephileAttack. Let us know what you want to see. Hit us up. Just chat with us. Talk about movies. You know how we do. What's up, y'all? How are we doing today? We are good. What I finally gonna... watched something You watched new. something new? Well, it was new. But new to you? But it was called Old. Would you, you saw it, it? wait you watched it will old be very old by the time this comes out yes we saw old y'all like two nights ago it's been getting trashed in reviews so what did you guys think i thought it was garbage <laughs> we could have a little mini pod because i i kind of dug it oh boy it's this is it's so fucking crazy how i could really fucking hate something and then i'll turn over to rashawn and he's like I loved it. I'm like, but I hated it. Like, I really, truly. I didn't say I loved it. I did not say I loved it. You looked pleased. Okay. This is, I've, because I've gotten the reputation of being the contrarian on the show, whatever. (laughs) Suck my nut. All I said when they turned to me, because they were already like, I hated it. And they turned to me, and I was like, I didn't hate it. That's all I said. And they were like, oh, of course, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. And it's funny, when I'm being at negative, 
all of a sudden it's an issue. But well, yeah, Carmela can be negative, and I'm still the issue because I'm a delight. Yeah. Have you heard her laugh? Thank you. Have you heard my laugh? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that, that is some cool. villain shit. What you the just did. The creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, no, I can do. I can do light and frothy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want you guys to watch it just to see. What if I don't want to? Shyamalan really hasn't hit with me in a long time. Um, it won't this time either. <laughs> you don't. Know I that. want you to don't see it. That. I think it's such an interesting concept. I'm, I'm. Lacey, you're gonna eat it up. Yeah, I'm like. I feel like I know Josh's taste enough that I don't think he would walk out being like, "Oh, quite delightful." Like, I just don't think so. Lacey, perhaps, but. I think that's why the Shyamalan movies have bummed me out is he's got banger concepts. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it's just because we watched the trailer together for the first time. Or, yeah. In the, I don't know. Yeah, when we saw In the Heights, I think it showed. But Quiet Please. And I was like, this is such a cool concept. I really like the trailer. A good trailer will get me. And then, you know, I was on the ride and then it just fell flat for me without saying too much. But um, that's just one opinion. Rashawn said he didn't hate it. I'm going to leave it I, at that. I just don't think M. Night has ever made a boring movie. That's true. Mm-hmm. They're never boring. No. They're never boring, for better Not or boring. worse. And that's all I would say. I said it was an int- even on Letterboxd. I said it was an interesting failure. And I still think that's more admirable than a really celebrated movie that's fucking boring. That's, that's the one true. I to talk about. Speaking of what's up? Speaking of trailers, I've been that's what I've been watching. There's for the last week there's been like trailer after trailer after trailer and like you said, Rashawn, we we're recording this pretty far in advance. But the Dune trailer came out. I'm fucking all about it. The last duel with Matt Damone and Adam Driver and Jody Comer. I eat it up. New Ghostbusters movie. It's a good trailer, and if you watched it, the button at the end had me creaming my jeans. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got messy uh, over here. What about the one you just sent to And, Josh? yeah, I saved that for last, the new A24 joint lamb. <laughs> the witch and Midsommar had a baby. A lamb baby. A lamb baby. I am here for it. I cannot fucking it wait. It looks psychotic in <laughs> the best way. There's yeah. one shot that I will not be able to get out of my head for a very long time. The little Paddington Hol- ripoff? Yeah, holding your hand. The little- yeah. <laughs> I literally said ew out loud. Just I mean, it, the, the dad fucked the lamb, right? You don't have to put this in there, but the dad fucked the lamb. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> anyway, Lacey, you haven't watched anything? I'm kind of on my reality TV bullshit right now. Deep into RuPaul's Drag Race season six, All Stars. Oh my god, it's so good! I know a lot of people love All Stars too. This is probably my favorite All Star season outside of the one where Shangela didn't win, so I cried. But (laughs) I, I'm really digging this this whole cast, and I I love it. I love love all of the girls. Like they're all Mm -hmm. so good. They're all so beautiful. Every week, I just, I don't know who's going home. Mm-hmm. She's gagging. Because they're all so good. She's gagging for the eleganza. Uh. Extravaganza, darling. <laughs> I don't know if we ever 
talked about this on the mic. This was supposed to be a movie that we were going to review because one of our hosts loves the original. But I watched Space Jam A New Legacy. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> it was on the sketch for a bit. And then um, as more material came out, we kind of just deleted my, that cell. It was my most anticipated for 21. No, it was my most nervous yes. for 2021. Baby, you had a right to be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I haven't even watched it because one of my best friends who like, well, I have a Bill Murray Toon Squad jersey. We both ride or die for Space Jam 1. He messaged me and he watched it with his kids the first night. And he was like, we turned it off half an hour in. That's gut-wrenching and I don't even want to watch it now. Yeah, luckily I was kind of multitasking and, and walking around the living room and doing stuff while it was on. There's been a lot of, oh, well, it's, shut the fuck up. It's not for you. It's not for 30-year-olds. It's for kids. And I'm like, what kids are watching, you know, Mad Max and Casablanca? <laughs> There's a <laughs> Clockwork know. Orange cameo in it, or there was. There's a bunch the Devils. There's just Batman Returns. There's a bunch of stuff in there that I'm like, I, I mean, I guess if it's for kids, that's cool. It could still be a good movie and be for kids, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam 1 was for kids and is well regarded. Yeah. Haven't watched that either, so maybe it didn't age well. I don't know. But I watched it and I survived. So Barely. Barely. All right. On that sour note, let's just keep going south. What are we fighting <laughs> about today, y'all? Joshua Vetter. Uh-huh. I made a return to, I could call this a seminal action film of yeah. the aughts. Or the aughts, for sure. Mm -hmm. The Bourne Identity. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne! Hit him with that sweet, sweet 2002 trailer voice. <laughs> Listeners, drink yeah. every time we say Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Which is not even from this movie. <laughs> I know. So it's from the, the relaunch. I digress. He has the skills right of a dangerous man. I need to know what went wrong. I think he snapped. But he has no memory. If we don't take care of this, we will both burn. It's trained. Conditioned. Built to disappear. I'll give you $10,000 to drive me to Paris. I get the money, and I don't get hurt. That's the deal. Now... The government's top agent. I can't remember anything that happened before two weeks ago. Abija? Yes. Is about to become their number one target. What's in Paris? It's a name, Jason Bourne. The Bourne Identity is a 2002, way earlier than I thought, action thriller about Jason Bourne, a super spy slash assassin that wakes up in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea with amnesia and his journey to find out who he was, how he came to be, what he is, and the government agency that created him, tracking him down, trying to destroy him and cover up their tracks. It stars Matt Damon, obviously, Franca Potenti, Clive Owen, Chris Cooper, Brian Cox. Y'all, full disclosure, I want to... Julia Stiles. And Julia Stiles. In this one, not as much. Not enough. Not enough. But she is. I do want, I want to preface this out the gate. Do I love the Bourne series? Obviously. I'm a 30-year-old straight white man. <laughs> of course I love the Bourne series. Is Bourne Identity my favorite? No. I think Bourne Supremacy 
I think it redefined the action genre. I think specifically with its fight scenes, I think without Born Supremacy, there is no Captain America the Winter Soldier. What Paul Greengrass was able to do in 2 and 3, Supremacy and Ultimatum, is hands down uh, gourmet action film. That being said, it would have made no fucking sense if I brought that in, and I still do love The Born Identity. It is not Paul Greengrass, it's Doug Liman. Um, everything else is pretty much the same. The bones of the movie are still the same. I think this one is much... It's very action heavy, but it's closer to a, almost like a spy thriller than it is just like a root and toot and shoot 'em up action movie like Supremacy and Ultimatum, maybe. And I think that's okay. There's a lot more intrigue in this. I think Matt Damon, this was his first big like blockbuster blockbuster movie. He's he was already a star, obviously, Goodwill Hunting. But this was his first like, hey, this motherfucker's an A-list movie star. And he not I mean I love Matt Damon in this and in everything. I think he carries it perfectly. I know we mentioned uh, before we started recording that Brad Pitt was first offered the role of Jason Bourne. And I think obviously he would have done great as Brad Pitt. But I think Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. I think he adds a bit of uh, youth, obviously, in the first one. But he's got a little bit of vulnerability and anger that maybe you wouldn't always get with someone who is uh, tasked to play the ultimate killing machine. And the supporting cast is great, too. Chris Cooper and Brian Cox bring the beautiful government agency villain to life that obviously they do best. And I'll hear uh, no negatives. So let's go first with Lacey. Well, this was my first watch of any of the Bourne movies. First timer. Which, before you get into it, can I be amended that I didn't force my wife to watch any of the Bourne movies uh, for all of our time being together? I would wow. like some. I would like some credit for that, please. Congrats. I guess. <laughs> no, nah, you don't need no credit. <laughs> when the movie ended, I turned to you, Josh, and I said, "Did they know it was going to be a trilogy when they made this?" You said yes, right? They planned on it. I mean, if it had bombed, it would have been shelled, but they planned on it. Right. So that kind of changed my feelings on the movie. If this had been made just as a standalone, I would have hated it. Downright hated it. But I think as far as the first movie in a series, it does exactly what it's meant to do. I think Matt Damon is really good in it. I think, like you said, Josh, roles like Jason Bourne, especially in recent cinema, are played very stoically and very super spy-y, where everything is masked and everything is internalized. And I think Matt Damon's, like you said, vulnerability and bouts of anger make him more human for the audience and allow us to connect with the character more than I think the script allots for connection with him. I feel very middle of the road about it because if it hadn't been a setup, like I definitely want to see the other two now. Hell yeah. That's so a win. I think it did its job. However, it was not my favorite movie that I've ever seen. So very middle of the road. I don't know about either y'all. So you guys can decide who wants to go next. Actually, you know what? I do know. I want to hear Mela next. <laughs> I knew it. Also, my first watch. Actually, you know, no surprise here. I had no fucking idea what this was about. <laughs> no. You didn't I... know, like, the amnesia thing? Mm-mm. 
that's crazy to me. I know. I feel like I just, that's Jason Bourne's whole thing. I assumed he was kind of spy-ish. If somebody was like, what is Jason Bourne? I'd be like, spy action guy? And he is. That's what it is. I mean, yeah, he's an assassin. Yeah, it's it, they kind of, they blur the line between secret agent or assassin or spy. Right. But I think technically he's an assassin. As we were watching, I was like, oh, is he like a Black Widow? Not mm. quite as, I thought like, oh, maybe he's government made. He's not actually a person. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not a robot, but yeah, right. he's he's a $30 million weapon, right. as they call him in the movie. You know, I agree pretty heavily with what Lacey's saying. I don't know if I'll watch two and three and four, but I get what she means by when it ended, I was like, all right, hey. Like, it kind of just is like, this is very much the first movie in a mm-hmm. series. Like, you can totally feel that. I probably wouldn't like number two because it is so action heavy. Again, I don't know. But you know me, don't love it. There's no sand. It's like in buildings. <laughs> oh. So maybe we'll see. She's not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm bringing um... it in. And then you can now <laughs> bet a year anniversary, write it down. God. Every year, I'm going to bring another Bourne movie on this date, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. To be honest, if Marie wasn't a character, I would be less interested. The romance, the whole story isn't about the romance, but just that little romance that they have keeps me going throughout the whole thing. Um, I think she was like such a great counterpart to Matt Damon and to Jason Warren's character. Like she could keep up the whole time. She can stand alone by herself. So I felt like she, I was riding with her the whole time. I feel like if it was just him by him by himself, you would have lost me. Yeah. I would have been out. I can totally um, see that. She's a great character. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't hate it. And I thought I was going to. So. Okay. okay. You know what? That. I'll take it. Okay. We're showing. Okay. We have. I don't think we've discussed. Have we had any Matt Damon movies on the pod? No. I don't think no. so. And I wanted to bring one because he's my second favorite actor. But of course, I couldn't bring Goodwill Hunting because that's just that's Goodwill Hunting. There's one movie you could have bought that would have had me solely in your corner fighting for you. Invictus. Yes. <laughs> downsizing. Please don't tell me it's downsizing. <laughs> it's downsizing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. What is it? The Martian? What's going on? It uh, Mr. Ripley. Oh fuck yeah. Oh uh, yeah. okay, but yeah, we know those of you that don't know, Rashawn and I disagree when it comes to Matt Damon. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think about his starring role as Jason Bourne? <laughs> so even saying that, disagreeing about Matt Damon, I've seen all of the Bournes except the one with he who shall not be named. <laughs> wouldn't catch me in that theater baby <laughs> reboot i said re not okay <laughs> so for my little rewatch of the born identity i'm gonna use a quote that comes later in the franchise roughly quoted jesus christ i'm fucking bored <laughs> <laughs> uh i was so bored so bored come so on bored. Maybe it's because I'd seen it, and I and I know that it just kind of goes through the motions to get to supremacy and ultimatum. 
um it was it was not a kind rewatch for me i was i was antsy the whole time um, <laughs> itchy antsy <fucking> yeah <laughs> and i was i found myself kind of longing for like the magazine roll-up fight and i think supremacy mm-hmm. there's a bathroom fight and ultimatum i believe you get the pen fight though you get the ballpoint pen fight baby pen fight's pretty great because <laughs> i i'm the opposite of carmella where i i only want to watch this for the set pieces mm. all of the intrigues intrigue is boring shit to me in <laughs> uh, <laughs> this like she said i don't know a few episodes ago i've i saw fallout mission impossible fallout in theaters like six times it was so good to me i mean mission impossible is just set piece the movie no it's good in between too because it's not henry cavill i like ghost protocol i like them all i yeah i don't know i i think the romance is undercooked i just um i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of this at all i i mean chris cooper and brian cox do what they can in the control room you know but um, i wouldn't say anybody crushes it in this film you know what i'm saying <laughs> nobody's crushing anything but my, my matt damon time, crushes know? it in this what are you talking about he's Does a little he? guy he launched a franchise that had supremacy ultimatum legacy and then another jason bourne movie and now <laughs> on top of that a fucking tv show treadstone if that's not crushing it I'm not diminishing his talent. He's he's a movie star, and I am not yet. So, whatever. I was the born identity, more like the bored identity. That's my uh, last one. <laughs> Each no, no, you weren't bored. No, I was I was fucking bored, Josh. I'm so sorry. I love you, Josh. This is this movie is bored. very slow paced. The middle drops out. It's born light. But I feel like that's why born I like light. it. What do you mean, born light? You haven't seen the other ones. Well, according to y'all, you're all like, they're action packed. They're so well, yeah. Carmilla's all, the second one is so much more or- uh, <laughs> so much more intricate. What? How the fuck do you know? Well, I'm the, just going off of what y'all are saying. This seems to bo- be born light. But with that being said, yo me gusta esto. Because. You like the worst part on. of the movie. <laughs> what? You let's, like the worst you know, part of the movie. Let's get into that. Let's get into the love story. Yeah. Because. Love story. Let's get into the lust story. Because okay, to me, yeah. it read more like, well, just kind of horny. Yeah. But in the end, there is something there because he tracks her down in a little scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle you this and morning. this was a prequel to Mamma Mia. <laughs> Stop. Matt Damon and Pierce Brosnan could kind of look alike. I could see that. Huh. Mm. And they were both spies. And she huh. turns into Meryl Streep. Wow. Did you see in her shop, one of the planters was the red bank bag? Aww. Which, that's yes, sweet. thematically, that's really sweet. That's a little suspicious, though. I don't know that I would want that hanging for yeah, anyone bit. who walked into my shop to see. It's pretty bright. Is that a bank bag? <laughs> <laughs> A bright red bank bag. What, did, Lacey, what did you think about the romance subplot? Again, I feel very middle of the road on it. I thought they had really nice moments together, but it felt a little hollow to me. The, the scene where 
they're changing her identity and he's cutting her hair all felt very aggressive and invasive and kind of hot. And then, (laughs) but then they started kissing and I was like, what the fuck? They like each other? I mean, I saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming from either of them. Like up until that point, she has just, she's been in literal shock. She's Mm -hmm. been like, what the hell are you doing? Where are we going? What is happening? There has not been a personal connection up until then. So I don't, I think I'm on Josh's like end with this is total lust and like danger and like, I don't know, let's make out because you're the only person I can talk to because I don't know who I am. I feel like there's this little baby scene in the car when he's like, well, yeah, you're going to have to come because you're the only person I know. And she looks at him like, oh, you're so right. Okay, I'll come. Like, she what a just... killer impression, by the Thank way. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and it's just like that small moment that we have to grasp onto in order for the makeout scene to happen later. Which I like. There, I like that it's happening. But I get what you mean that it's like very lukewarm. They could just go full force with it because they're the main characters of the whole movie. I'll say, I think again, I'm gonna try and stop comparing this to the other Bourne movies but of the main trilogy this is definitely the weakest written it asks the actors to do the most heavy lifting Franca and Matt Damon do what they can in those little beats in between like in the car when they're looking at each other and the sort of moments where she's walking around the apartment and she's kind of making herself at home and but I think maybe in the script it's maybe not as it's just beat 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 and now they're making out I don't think they're they've been given any favors by the screenplay but I don't think it was unbelievable, I think. And maybe that's just because, you know, it's like I, I saw it as a lust thing where there's danger and they do have an attraction to each other. And, and they're in this tense moment and he saved her life and and she is asserting herself as independent and they just get caught up in the moment. He's been pulling her hair for the last 45 minutes. I, don't, I, I buy it. I, I think also for me, there's such a lack of character growth for her throughout the whole movie. She's very one note, in my opinion, and I don't think that is a fault of Franca. I think her performance is very good. I think she does, like you said, Josh, more with what she's not given. I don't think this character on the page is interesting at all. We get mm-hmm. that first beat in the in the bank, I believe, at the beginning. The it's the embassy? Yeah. Okay, so we get that first beat with her in the embassy at the beginning and she's this she's popping off she's yelling she's fiery and passionate and stressed out and then it just kind of goes down from there and then it's all reactionary I feel like everything that happens with her character is just reactionary to the circumstance that she's in and it's a strong choice it was Franco's choice I believe to have the the reaction to the first assassin coming from them jumping out the window in the script it was written that she freaks out and screams and is traumatized and it was Franca's choice to internalize it more and have it be more of a shock response which is a very brave choice I think but it never really comes back from there for me and I don't think that's on her I think that's in this the one note storytelling of the female character. I both agree and disagree. I, I don't think she's given a lot of room 
to grow. Obviously, this is Bourne's story, and they're only focused on Bourne's arc. She's angry. She she kind of implies that she can't get a visa, I believe. Not implies. That's what she's complaining about. So she's got nowhere to go, which is kind of why she's following Jason Bourne around and taking his cash. And, and after you see that moment, after she internalizes the shock, she has to make a decision if she's going to run or, or stay with him and kind of fight and, be, and say, you know what? No, I'm going to hold my own. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of being pushed around. So I'm going to I'm going to join you. And then you see that again when she enters the hotel to get the records for um, Michael Kine. Michael Kine. And after Bourne is telling her to do all this stuff, do all this stuff, she's like, well, he smiled at me, so I asked him. And I think you see her kind of come into her own a little bit. Well, what? You didn't like that part? Listen, I I get it, and I, I got it in the movie, but this movie lulls so much in between the action sequences and I was ready. I was ready for another, okay, yeah, we're going to do some investigating. We're going to do some sneaky shit. Like a heist? Yeah. And the buildup of it was so good. And I was like, oh, yeah, we get to see her do something really cool. And, like, they're going to work it out together. And then it was like, mm, I, I, I just asked him. I felt let down as a viewer. I was like, oh. Well, I get it. I get the joke of it. But I still would have rather seen some action. I mean, I think that shows how... Born is fallible too because his way might not it probably wouldn't even it was so convoluted and so complicated that there's no way she could have done it and he couldn't do it himself because he's born so you got to do it her way what were you saying Mel? i was gonna say it almost felt like a different movie for a second right there because this is the movie that they would do the fucking heist in this is this is that movie there's yeah. no ah, just kidding all she had to do was wink and no. flirt you guys are dumb um rude <laughs> we are not <laughs> i mean dumb. like i don't You're i don't hate the fact that she was like ah fuck all that noise let me just get it my way but the the setup to it and then it just being a joke felt flat see i didn't take it as like a joke i took it as a critique on born like hey man chill out you can't do everything that way you need to learn to sometimes take the the, the occam's razor you need to do the most Obvious route, just go up and ask. Oh shit, you guys are making me sound with Josh. Fuck. Let's go, baby. Let's hear it. Ah, uh, the whole time, or about this? It's about this. I agree that she's able to do something that Bourne can't do, which is finesse people with her words and with her mind. Not to say that Bourne's an idiot. Of course not. He's he's brilliant, but. At that point, he's still kind of in the gray area of who am I? What what am I capable of? And she kind of surprises him in that moment. And he's like, oh, shit, maybe I want to give this girl an ugly haircut later and kiss her. Yeah, I see that. I see that scene as a left brain versus right brain kind of thing. Like, Bourne's left brain. Like, we have to, you have to know how many people are in the lobby, how many security guards are there, blah, 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 blah. And she goes in and she's like, well, I, I'm seeing this front desk worker as a person who's seeing me as a person. He seems charming. I think I can charm him and use my personality. It's sort of a creative solution instead of a sort of by the books, military left brain solution. I'm just yeah. saying it fell flat. Right. Like, I, it's, it's, I don't not understand it. I get it. But I think it's just like it almost made it seem for a second like, oh, this script is kind of making fun of the movie in a way. Up until this point, we've had to see him get a thousand passports and get fucking bricks of money and like do all this stuff. And then it's like, eh, just kidding. I just went in there and asked politely. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> okay. 
And then we never like get that again. Like it, no. that softness or whatever you want to call it, it never happens again. So you're just like, okay. If we were in her world, we would see the heist and we would see her maneuver that. But we're in Orin's world where she kind of finds out that she's capable of doing something to her surprise and to his surprise. So it's the bored identity. Just kidding. The born identity. <laughs> so we have to see it from Jason's perspective because he was about to do what he does best. And I think it's, it's exactly what you're saying. But to the movie's credit, I think it, it's a really cute character beat for them. Both. And I think that lends credit to the end where uh, he gives her $20,000 and tells her to make a life for herself. And you've shown that she can handle it. She can handle her shit. She knows what she's doing. So it's not unheard of that after giving all this cash and given an escape she can find a life for herself and carve it out and sell and rent scooters on the on the pier i have a question i'm jumping around Mm -hmm. did clive owen kill the dog because the dog (laughs) went missing and then never came back that's fucked up he's fucked up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clive Owen's the best part of this fucking movie. <laughs> Clive Owen's fucking great. That scene, come on, that scene is good. That scene's great. From the moment he wakes up to getting the kids settled to shooting the propane tank to give him cover and the birds, that scene's fan. That's Jason Bourne right there. That and the <laughs> and the pen scene. Yeah, then was not so bored. Let me tell you, it was pretty good. Yeah, him, the walk away that he does when he sh- after he shoots the propane tank mm-hmm. is. Prime movie star Matt Damon Jason on my shit. shit. Yeah, it's, it's really that's okay, cool. but we're ignoring the dog part. No, he shot that dog. <laughs> Dog's dead, Lacey. Dog's the dog dead. is very dead. Why yeah. did we dogs. ever address it again? They were I, just like, we don't need to. Where's Where's Rufus? Where is he? Well, let's get in the car. Gotta go. <laughs> I don't like it. It was either the dog or you. Get in the car. Jesus. Oh, wow. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> yeah, no, that dog's dead. Oh, for sure. Speaking of action, I'll, I'll go back to a good thing because then I have other questions that might be negative. I know Rashawn likes this episode. Mel, as someone who does, doesn't like action, Born, the Born series and this one, I think, started with a pen fight, popularized what's known as found weapon fighting or found item fighting, where like he's fighting with a pen and the second one he fights with a rolled up newspaper. Did the action, we know you don't like action very much. Did they do it for you in this one? They did do it. I feel like I like, I don't <laughs> mind action when it's intentional <laughs> you're a fucking liar Camilla. I told we you. got it Rishon. I told you I was gonna do this she missed the whole pin fight cause she was eating chicken fingers <laughs> <laughs> she had this fucking response ready
<laughs> so you saw him like, pull it out from in between his fingers? Yeah. And Rashawn said, look, look, look. <laughs> and you said, hmm? And then, and then she looked down again as he jumped up the window. <laughs> I was like, Carmelia, you're missing all of it. He's like, no, I saw it. What happened? I was like, he jumped to his death. No, I saw it. I saw him jump out the window. Um, the reflection of your plate. The reflection girl, of the buffalo sauce. It was still in the box. <laughs> now, granted, I had one or two pieces. <laughs> but I saw the fight. But I saw the fight. You've seen the fight. You get <laughs> Jesus. I was waiting to I was like, let me see how she answers this. And this fucking Miss Congeniality answer she started giving. I said, no ma'am. No ma'am. I, I was generalizing. It did it I for think me. The yeah, energy of the fight so. scenes was- <laughs> Okay. Aside from the pen, yeah. I saw the rest. The embassy fight scene, the yeah. bank, even the bank escape, the <sighs> My the, the Clive Owen fight scene and the not even fight, the shootout. Yeah. The standoff. Like, okay. Maybe I missed the pen scene a little. But... A lot. He, he peppers that guy with pen stabs. It's not just one like, bah! He like is doing duck and weaves and like three hole punching him. But to answer your question, I feel like sometimes action movies, they be fighting every shot. Like you're just like, damn, they're at it again. And I feel like with this one, it's broken up. Like it's intentional each fight. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a reason um, for each fight. There's a reason, yeah. So when it's happening, you're like, okay, cool. Let's let's see these people fight to the death or whatever they're gonna do. So it, I liked it. It was fine. I think the great thing that Born Identity does is it it shows you almost from the jump that Jason Bourne doesn't want to fight his way out. He goes out of his way. He leaves the gun in the bank vault when he when he's in the embassy and he disarms the the cops and he like. Gives him the old one-two. He ends up with a gun in his hand, not even realizing that he's done it. He dislodges the clip and tosses the gun away. At every moment he can, he says he doesn't want to kill. He gets rid of a gun when he's carrying the knife around that apartment. And he thinks he heard something. And then he's like, oh, it's just it's just Marie. He drops the knife. You see all the times he doesn't want to fight. And when he's forced to, how he just sort of turns on autopilot and is the best fighter in the world when he wants to he's the best there is because jesus christ it's jason Bourne. <laughs> i wish it was like a funny bit where he keeps throwing away guns and then <laughs> he keeps ending up with guns in his hand he's like ah! monty python ass <laughs> i thought i threw this away and then he keeps disarming people <laughs> he throws it back it bounces off the wall yeah. back into his hand <gasps> What the fuck? Go ahead, Lisa. I'm stupid. This is another derailment. I'm sorry. What is your definition as a writer of a tagline? How would you define a tagline? For a movie? Yeah. I feel like a tagline is one to two sentences that explain the core plot and premise of the movie. Okay. What do you think it is, Rashawn? I feel like taglines go on posters. Oh, yeah. talking about a logline. Logline. Sorry, I got those mixed up. Yeah, tagline, I'd say, is the thing that goes on the poster. But it, it it's supposed to give you, like, an insight. Why? Yeah, taglines could be, like, two words. 
Right, but it like pertains to the story, right? Sure. Where are you going with this? <laughs> or the title? Or Please just end it. Just The tagline for this movie is... Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it is. It She's just, right. Like what? It just, I can't. I can't take it seriously. I can't. That explains nothing. That's nothing. Really it doesn't tell us anything. Facts. And I was like, no, no. I found another one. I found another tagline. That's just the poster. It's this also the che- official one on IMDb. So. I have a I have a different one on IMDb. Well, what is yours? I don't want to say because it it's really cheesy and you guys are gonna laugh at me. Well, he never asked to be born. <laughs> Bo- born? It's not done. It's not done. It's not done. He never asked to be born. He was the perfect weapon until he became the target. I'm sorry. I just that made me that made me giggle, so I had to bring it up. To Lacey's credit, Matt Damon is Jason Bourne is the first tagline on IMDb. Yeah, and it's on the poster. But do you need anything else? A little. I guess. At that, <laughs> Just a tad Because at that point, he had done, there was, I think, a first Oceans movie. There was The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> um, Ripley. So. He was known as a bankable star, and this was his turn as an action. It's action. fine. I'm just saying it. it's a little silly. <laughs> it's a lot. Silly. It's a little silly. <laughs> Speaking of silly, possibly. I think the movie or could good. use a little more silly. But. Mm-hmm. What did we think about? Born's Achilles heel, which appears to be children. The sight of children snapping him out of his $30 million mind control, did that work for you? Because we're, we're shown on the farm as well that like he draws the line at kids. Like He was more concerned with keeping the family safe than anything else. I guess it just came a little too late. Because mm-hmm. on the farm, the kid is not his target or in the way of his target. You, you know, he's protecting the children the same way he's protecting marie and her brother so i don't think that that was any kind of hint to what the twist was but it's like literally the last 10 minutes of the movie and you're like oh okay he's an assassin but he doesn't kill children mm-hmm. so i don't know if it, it was this big revelation that the movie wanted it to be i didn't take it as he was going to kill the kids too i took it as a familial thing he wasn't going to take the father away from the kids especially with the kids right there Mm. see i i saw it as per his training if anyone sees him kill his target he has to kill the witnesses Mm, okay and he can't kill kids that's kind of how i saw but yours also makes sense yeah i took a more familial base Mm -hmm. yeah it it humanized his target put a, a history behind the just who he was supposed to kill yeah right which, I don't know. I guess, to Lacey's point, this is this entire movie is just a come see us in supremacy. Because it comes, like, again, it comes so late that you, you're like, well, he, they spent $30 million and there's a bug in him? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if, right. if he was really, if it was really as, um, not robotic, but if it was really as, like, mechanical as it seems at times when he just disarms people without realizing it mm-hmm. i don't i guess you get more you fill in a little more of the lines mm-hmm. later on but for this movie you're just like wait so he's not the perfect weapon and then the movie's over 
So I maybe they could have introduced that earlier. Yeah. I I like the moment. I like the moment. I think it it gives Bourne a, a great amount of depth as a character and I think Matt Damon was able to play with that before we the audience saw it. If I would have preferred it earlier in the movie or not, I can't really say. I've seen them all so many times that it's all, you know, I know about it as I'm watching Born Identity again, so it's hard to make that distinction. I think it came at the right time. I wasn't bothered by when it happened because it, I mean, I think the whole premise of the first three quarters of the movie is he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know why he's being targeted. He just knows that he's having these reactionary responses to what's happening and he's trying to survive. So, and I think we're all along on that journey with him because we don't really know either. We, you know, we can piece together what we can throughout from the the moments that we're not with him. But I, it didn't bother me because it we're we're discovering the information that he's been seeking throughout the whole film with him. So I I appreciated it. I liked it. Yeah, I guess in a lesser movie that scene would open the film and then he'd take mm-hmm. the kids on the run with him after he killed the dad. So I, I like the subversion a little bit. I just, I guess in hindsight, after, you know, seeing eight borns, maybe I was just like, maybe that's what my biggest disappointment on rewatch was. Cause there's after all the, the Ethan hunts and the John wicks and the atomic blonde, you know, coming back to this doesn't do it any favors, but also, there wouldn't be a lot of those movies if if this wasn't a huge success. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there. I think there wouldn't be a supremacy without an identity, and I don't think there. Like you said, I don't think there'd be a John Wick. I don't think there there'd be a lot of movies that didn't get made if Born Supremacy and even Born Ultimatum weren't as critically and commercially successful as they were. Yeah. Yeah. Have um, you read the book, John? I haven't actually, because I, I don't know how different it is. I should. Is it Tom Clancy? No, it's um, Robert Ludlum. No, I haven't. I should. Anything else we want to get off our chest, good or bad? I don't think so. I, this is about the the reception I expected. I love Bourne, but I also love the Bourne series as a whole. I'm a, a little less defensive of this one than I will be of Supremacy and or Ultimatum. Next year. Next year. Or if I get bored in six months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not heartbroken. I pretty much expected this. I'm a little heartbroken that you ate chicken wings during the best fight scene of the whole movie. <laughs> chicken fingers. Excuse me, chicken fingers. That being said, speaking of chicken fingers, who wants to play a game? Huh? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, just kidding this game has nothing to do with chicken fingers damn it jason Bourne wakes up with amnesia and all he knows is that he is a killing machine he wakes up in the middle of the mediterranean sea with the ability to kill anyone in his way so this time around we're gonna play a little bit of amnesia which is actually a very scary video game we're not we're not gonna play the video game we're gonna play the movie game amnesia so i will give you a location and a circumstance that a character wakes up in. Two points for each, who that character is and what movie they're from. Looking for the character name. So, for example, if I said they woke up in Arendelle with ice powers. Elsa from Frozen. Exactly. Got it? Love. 
This character woke up in the Arctic Circle in 2011 with super strength. Rashawn. I have Ares right here. <laughs> super strength? Is that Godzilla? No. Uh, I guess can. <laughs> a little more specific. They woke up in the Arctic Circle in 2011 after 70 years of being frozen there um... with super strength. Rashawn. It's again. Um, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, Which movie? The First Avenger. That's correct. Captain America and the First Avenger. Two points for Rashawn. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> this character woke up in West Virginia on a runaway freight train. Rashawn? Oh, brother, where art thou? No, I wish. That's a great movie. Going once, going twice. Oh, Lacey? Unstoppable. Correct, that is unstoppable. Yay! One point for Lacey. Can you give me either of the main characters' names? No. You want to guess? Ryan Reynolds. The, the character name. Denzel Washington. Chris Pine. Ca- character name. <laughs> no, I said no. Ca- they're Frank or Will, so I was hoping you would just say a male name. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But you said Ryan Reynolds. So that's one point for Lacey. Two for Rashawn. This character woke up in the other world with buttons for eyes. Lacey. With buttons for eyes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Rashawn. Uh, it's Coraline. Mm-hmm. But the character woke up there with with the you-know-what eyes? It, they had amnesia, so it's not like they woke up. Like an unstoppable, oh, okay. they didn't so just... okay, so Coraline. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm with you now. Yeah. So three for Lacey, two for Rashawn, zero for Mel. This character woke up in his new fit body with his evil alter ego in command. Rashawn? The narrator? From? No. That's a good guess, though. But no. Oh. Oh. Rashawn? Is it Bruce Banner? Mm -mm. Wait, new fit body with his alter ego? With his evil alter ego in command. His new fit, thin body. Lacey was first. The mask? No. Closer, though, Rashawn. The Nettie Professor. Yeah. <laughs> Sherman Clump. Sherman Clump from the Nettie <laughs> So that's four for Sean, three for Lacey. This case, all of yours were correct, but I was looking for the Nettie Professor. <laughs> okay. Like nobody, Everyone was nobody right. gave wrong answers. Yeah, nobody gave wrong answers, just not the correct answer that I wanted. Uh, this character woke up in Sweden with dead friends and a flower crown. Lacey. Danny from Midsommar. Yep. Be quicker than that, Mel. You're almost Fuck. there. <laughs> Stop eating chicken fingers while we play a game. <laughs> they so good. So that's five Lacey, four Rashawn, zero Mel. This character woke up in the 21st century at a Protozoa concert. Rashawn. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Yeah. And, and the character. Correct. Back and forth, baby. My it's six to no five. Melly, you can still play spoiler. Okay. You're not, you're not out. Forgot I added this one. This character woke up in a zoo that he bought after buying a zoo. Rashawn. <laughs> Rashawn. Oh, we, we bought a zoo. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> character name? Uh, older, more racist Matt Damon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, Lacey, character name? Matt Damon. Ma- you, no one's even going to guess? I'll say Ma- Sam. Close, it was Ben. Uh. Oh. 
So we have seven to five, correct? Sure. This one's worth three points. So if Lacey gets it, she wins. Actually, no. If she gets it, it'll be a tie, and I'll come up with a new one. This character, Mela can still interrupt it and confirm Lacey's loss. This character woke up in the body of a doll with red hair. Lacey. Uh, Child's play. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. name. Give her a couple is seconds. Charles Lee Ray. She got oh. it. We got a tie. Give me a second. <laughs> You're not allowed to speak about that movie. Rishon, did you know that my family have I told you this? My family calls me Chuck or Chucky because yeah. I was one year, two years old when this movie came out and the commercial yeah. would come on TV and I would see it and I'd scrunch up my hair. And I'd run around going. <laughs> it was everything was leading to this moment. <laughs> Just cursed forever. I'm gonna buy you some overalls in December. For you don't birthday. need to. You know I own three pairs of overalls already. <laughs> I know, but they need to be the good guys. <laughs> Get her the patch. <laughs> you guys are gonna be so mad at me. Probably. So I thought of one. Oh my god. So this character. Woke up on Spooky Island to solve mysteries with his uncle and their friends. Sean, you raise your hand way too quick because it's Scrappy Doo. <laughs> you just picked that for him. <laughs> we just had like a ten-minute-long conversation this week about how Rashawn would choose Scrappy Doo over Scooby Doo, and you. I didn't think. I feel cheated. I didn't think he'd get it that fast. <laughs> How? If you hadn't said uncle, I would have. I would have not. Really, that's what got it. Not Spooky Island. No, yeah, Spooky. But I was gonna say Scooby until you said uncle. Sorry, Lacey. No, you're not. Rashawn Congratulations, Rashawn. <laughs> you won that fair and square. Josh Scrappy is coming in. An anarchist. <laughs> maybe you could, if you would have guessed a name in Unstoppable, you maybe would have. Oh, right. I did too. You guessed Ryan Reynolds and Chris Pine. <laughs> I didn't and guess Denzel. Chris Pine. I said Ryan Reynolds or oh. Denzel Washington. Yeah, you didn't even get it. It was a Chris Pine movie. That's your Those punishment. Are names. That's your punishment. <laughs> Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that Matt Damon fucks. Each episode we end with a quick round of six <laughs> degrees of separation. <laughs> no, we get. I think we can all agree that while lacking uh, intensity in some parts. The action in Born Identity, when it is around, is very good. Uh, it served as a, a great building block for future installments and for action movies as a whole. And Matt Damon Fox. All right. We end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees of Separation, connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. I'm going to give you guys two names, but we're going to make it a little special today. I need you guys to connect the star of this week's movie, Matt Damon, to to the star of next week's film, Chris Evans. But no Marvel. Me acting like that's hard. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) My first thought was defending Jacob, but that's a TV. Me too. He's very good in that. He's very hot. I'm I'm good. (laughs) That was 
sucks without the MCU. <laughs> it so really does. It took that. me a long time to think of another movie. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I got... Wait, hold on. It's muddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, but it might be wrong. Okay. I mean, I got it in like four. Josh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay. I, I think okay. Rashawn may have just thought of one of the films. Okay, 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 okay. This is a fact check because I'm. I might have this. I have the movie, but the name might be wrong. <laughs> Matt Damon was in The Talented Mr. Ripley with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is in A Most Wanted Man with Rachel McAdams. Huh? A what? I'm checking, I'm checking. (laughs) Probably true. Most Wanted Man, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Rachel McAdams. Okay. Sign me the fuck up. Who is in Mean Girls with Amanda Seyfried. Who is in Les Mis with Russell Crowe? This is too many. Who is in <laughs> L.A. Confidential with Kim Basinger? Who is in Cellular with Chris Evans? <laughs> Jesus, I think that's six, that's, right? Exactly Did I count wrong? Six. Congrats, Sean. You did it in six. Did it in that's six. Which is baby. which is sometimes almost more impressive. Yeah, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, love if you took a moment. Like, subscribe to us, rated us, added us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Go follow us however you listen to us. You can find this and all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, FunnyJunk.com. Oh my god, FunnyJunk.com! Or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to compliment us, Send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. That's all one word. Jesus Christ, word. it's Jason Bourne! Drink!